Bonjour, friends. Guess what, y'all? We are in the thick of Mardi Gras. You heard that correctly. We are starting to get into the most popular and most fun times of Mardi Gras celebrated in New Orleans. Now, I want to share with you some things during this podcast episode that are not typical for maybe the other episodes we've had in the past. But I want to share some history with you and also how you can apply my clean living principles into your celebration during Mardi Gras. Now, before we get started, if this is your first time listening in, I'm Dr. Chrissy, and I'm so excited that you are here joining in for this special, special episode about Mardi Gras and clean living. So first I'm going to tell you all about the brief history about Mardi Gras and how it made it to New Orleans and some of the traditions that we celebrate today. Now you may know Mardi Gras is a vibrant and festive celebration. It has a rich and fascinating history that dates back centuries originating in Europe and eventually making its way to the United States. Mardi Gras has become synonymous with indulgence, revelry, and colorful parades. But what are the true origins of this lively tradition? And how did it evolve over time? Well, stay tuned and I'll talk more about that. The origins of Mardi Gras can be traced back to ancient pagan celebrations of spring and fertility. These ancient festivals rooted in agricultural cycles of early civilization were a way for communities to welcome the arrival of the spring season, bidding farewell to cold and barren winter months. One such festival known as Lupercalia was celebrated in ancient Rome where participants engaged in feasting, drinking, and revelry. This celebration honored Lupercus, the Roman god of fertility and agriculture. As Christianity spread through Europe, the church began to assimilate certain pagan celebrations into Christian holidays. One such adaptation was the carnival season, which culminated in Mardi Gras. The word carnival actually comes from the Latin phrase carne vale, meaning farewell to meat. And this phrase refers to the upcoming period of fasting and abstinence known as Lent, during which meat was traditionally prohibited throughout the whole entire time. Now, currently during our Lenten season, we practice not eating meat on Fridays as a Christian Catholic tradition. Now, the carnival season typically begins on the Feast of Epiphany, also known as Three Kings Day or Twelfth Night, which always falls on January 6th. Now, this day commemorates the visit of the Magi to baby Jesus and marks the official start of the carnival season leading up to Mardi Gras. Now this day becomes a major celebration in the city of New Orleans where we have the first parade of the season, the Joan of Arc Parade. Now 
this is not a big fancy parade like people see on TV with big floats and whatnot, but it is a French Quarter parade and it's a walking parade. I have fond memories of this parade years ago because this was actually the night that my husband and I had our first unofficial date when we started dating. But anyway, I digress. Epiphany is celebrated differently in various cultures, but one common tradition is the baking of a festive cake called a king cake with a hidden charm or bean. The person who discovers the charm or the bean in their slice of king cake is deemed a king or queen of the festivities and may be called upon to lead or make decisions during any celebrations. Now a common practice during Mardi Gras season nowadays is to have king cakes at work mostly on Fridays and whoever gets the baby in the king cake brings the king cake to the following Friday king cake day. Now Mardi Gras also known as Fat Tuesday to many is the final day of carnival season and it falls on the day before Ash Wednesday which marks the beginning of Lent. During Lent Christians traditionally observe a period of moderation, reflection, and fasting to prepare for the solemn observance of Easter. Hence, you can see why Mardi Gras became a time for indulgence, revelry, and the release of this pent-up energy before the sober and disciplined period of Lent. The celebration of Mardi Gras made its way to the New World through the European colonization. The first recorded Mardi Gras celebration in North America took place in what is now Mobile, Alabama in 1703. Mobile, originally the capital of French Louisiana, became an early hub of Mardi Gras festivities. As French settlers established New Orleans, a city that would become synonymous with Mardi Gras nowadays, don't tell anyone in Mobile about that, the traditions evolved and integrated elements of African, Native American, and Creole cultures to add to the flavors of Mardi Gras here in New Orleans. In the early 19th century, Mardi Gras festivities in New Orleans became more organized and formalized with the formalization of organized crews. And you may think, if you don't live here, you may not know, but crews is spelled with a K here, not a C. So K-R-E-W-E-S, which crews are essentially these social clubs that plan and execute parades and balls mostly leading up to their debut with a parade that goes through the streets of New Orleans. These exclusive crews select a king and a queen to lead the festivities. The selection of royalty added a sense of grandeur and elegance to these celebrations. The members of the crew would ride on floats, and they still do to this day, dressed in elaborate costumes and they throw trinkets and favors to the adorning crowds. The parades themselves are a very captivating spectacle. Dozens of elaborate floats adorned with intricate designs and colorful embellishments roll down the streets of New Orleans. The decoration of these floats 
commence on the year before, really on the year before when the last day of Mardi Gras ends, they start working on these floats. And each float represents a theme chosen by that specific crew and is often featured with larger than life figurines, historical references, and whimsical vignettes. Commonly, you'll see a lot of these floats and some of the crews are more specific and do this more than others, but you can see floats making fun of politics in our city in particular or just throughout the world in general. The floats construction involves hours of meticulous labor and craftsmanship to create these awe-inspiring scenes that just captivate everyone's attention. One of the most iconic traditions in Mardi Gras is the throwing of colorful strands of beads, doubloons, which are these metallic coins, and other trinkets from the floats to these jubilant crowds. These throws are highly sought after by attendees who revel in catching and collecting as many throws as possible. Now, some of these crews actually throw specific items. For instance, I ride in Iris where we throw sunglasses. But there are some other crews that throw things like shoes, which is thrown by muses, and other crews that have their symbolic throws as well. These exchange of beads and crew-specific throws have really become this symbol of camaraderie and celebration during this festive time for Mardi Gras. Over the years, Mardi Gras in New Orleans has grown exponentially, attracting millions of visitors from all over the world the city's distinct blend of cultures and its unique Mardi Gras traditions contribute to its allure and appeal. The celebrations are not limited to just one day, but rather the entire season starting from that January 6th, 12th night, all the way into the day of Mardi Gras. And this season is filled with all these parades, balls, street parades, and elaborate costumes, especially on Mardi Gras Day itself. Now, most people kind of see Mardi Gras and they think of it as a representation of a temporary escape from the constraints of everyday life, a time to let loose and a reminder to celebrate life's joys. Mardi Gras embraces the spirit of unity and community as locals and visitors alike come together to share in the revelry, dance to lively music, and create unforgettable memories. I truly believe understanding the history and the origins of Mardi Gras adds depth into the significance of celebrating it here in New Orleans. It reminds us that Mardi Gras is more than just a party. It's a colorful tapestry woven with ancient traditions, cultural influences, and a commemoration of life's vibrant energy. So I preface this podcast episode with this vibrant history so that we can reflect on the amazing history as you revel in the festivities of Mardi Gras. Now that you have this background of this incredible holiday for our city, I want to talk to you about how we can use our clean living alternatives while you're still enjoying these Mardi Gras traditions.
I want to tell you that it is possible to embrace the spirit of Mardi Gras while still maintaining a clean and healthy lifestyle. Now with that being said, I want to talk to you about six different ways that we could embody this clean living lifestyle during Mardi Gras. First, I want you to look at prioritizing your physical activity. With the lively atmosphere and constant entertainment of Mardi Gras, it could be tempting to just forego this physical activity. However, incorporating regular exercise into your daily routine, even though it's Mardi Gras, is crucial for maintaining your health and energy levels. Engaging in physical activity not only helps you to burn off extra calories to offset the ones you're eating, but it also contributes to stress reduction, improved mood, and enhanced mental well-being. So take advantage of this. And really, you could do this by adding a little extra walk down the parade route. Maybe when the parades are in breaks, you take a walk down to a couple of streets down just to get a few more steps in and to increase your physical activity for the day. Or if you get really courageous and you want to join a marching crew or dance crew in the years coming, you can always try that. It gives you a lot more steps in your day. Trust me, I know because I've been doing this for years. So moving on to the next one, I would say number two is hydrate properly. Amidst the excitement for Mardi Gras, it's easy to forget to drink enough water. Now you all know that staying hydrated is essential for maintaining good health. You need to stay on top of drinking your at least eight glasses of water a day. And really you should increase this if the weather is making you warm outside and you're consuming alcohol. Alcohol consumption can lead to dehydration, so it's so important to balance this out with drinking more water and maybe substitute this one alcoholic drink and then drink water after that and not subsequent alcoholic beverages. You can also look at a lot of different bars these days are having 0% or booze-free alcoholic beverages. You can get a mocktail in between a cocktail or just stick with mocktails totally. The key is to staying hydrated and this hydration really not only helps regulate your body temperature but also promotes digestion, cognition, and overall well-being. Now remember besides drinking water itself, you can add things to your water to actually increase your electrolyte consumption to help you absorb this water better. And you could do this by adding watermelon, cucumbers, oranges, anything to kind of spice up your water. And just remember, you don't have to be home to do these things too. It's easily accessible and I do this all the time is I ask the bartender for a water with an orange slice or even a soda water if you want to make it a little extra fizzy. Soda water with a slice of orange. It just gives you a little bit extra whenever you're trying to get more hydration at the bar. Number three, I would say be selective with your food choices. Now we all know that Mardi Gras is famous for a range of just 
elaborate dishes that are often very rich and indulgent. While it's perfectly fine to enjoy these traditional treats in moderation, you know, I love that 80-20 lifestyle, so if this is your 20%, you go for it. But it's also important to make these mindful choices when it comes to food that you're eating throughout the day. It's important to plan ahead. If you know that you really want a piece of that king cake and that's going to be your 20%, sort of plan out the rest of your day and say, okay, well, I'm going to make more healthy choices like grilled seafoods, fresh fruit and vegetables when you see them. And you kind of snag those and eat those so you making sure that your body is well balanced whenever you're talking about your food choices. If you get a chance to sit down and actually have a meal, sort of reflect back on the previous meals that you've had throughout the day and think about, have I had some overindulgences? Should I be eating some more essential antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, things like that um, to really balance out your palate for the day. Number four is get enough rest. As Mardi Gras entails late night celebrations and an exciting fast paced schedule, it is crucial to remember the importance of restorative sleep. A lack of adequate sleep can impact your immune function, cognitive abilities, mood, and overall well-being. Still aim for seven to eight hours of quality sleep each night to ensure that your body has sufficient time to rest and recharge. If late night festivities are part of your Mardi Gras plans, consider adjusting your sleep schedule to incorporate naps or planning catch up days to prioritize your rest. Creating a sleep routine or practicing relaxation techniques before you go to bed to help you unwind can actually help promote more restful sleep. By prioritizing rest, you'll be better equipped to fully enjoy and participate in the Mardi Gras celebrations. Coming in at number five, I would say surround yourself with supportive friends. Mardi Gras is often celebrated with friends and loved ones and having a supportive network can greatly influence your ability to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Surround yourself with like-minded individuals who share your commitments to health and well-being. Together, you can make informed choices, encouraging one another to stay active, sharing nutritious recipes and advice when it comes to, you know, healthy eating around the Mardi Gras festivities. Having this supportive network can provide accountability, increase motivation, and ensure that your Mardi Gras experience is not only fun, but also benefits your overall health and well-being too. Coming in at number six, I would encourage bead recycling programs. If you still enjoy collecting these traditional plastic beads your Mardi Gras, consider participating in bead recycling programs. Many organizations and businesses now offer drop-off locations throughout the city where you can return your beads after the celebrations. I know a lot of these bees kind of lose their energy and excitement after the parade is done and over. Well, at these recycling sites, these beads are cleaned and sorted and reused for future paraders, reducing the environmental impact that Mardi Gras festivities has on the city. If you are organizing a Mardi Gras event or parade, 
consider implementing a bead recycling program to encourage participants to return their beads and reduce the waste. We all know that too many Mardi Gras beads in the streets can get into our city drains and cause increase in flooding and whatnot. And we don't like more flooding in New Orleans. So do yourself a favor and do your city a favor and practice recycling your Mardi Gras beads. Additionally, if you ride in a crew, like I ride an Iris and they offer the option for sustainable and biodegradable option packages, such as, you know, we throw red bean packages and coffee packages, um, you know, select these. These are a great alternative that is more sustainable for our environment and really for the people catching these throws as well. In summary, by incorporating all of these clean living alternatives to your Mardi Gras traditions, I truly believe you can enjoy the festivities while staying true to your healthy, clean lifestyle. Remember that Mardi Gras is not just about indulgence, but it also is about the spirit of the celebration and community. By making conscious choices, like creating healthier versions of traditional foods, supporting eco-friendly parades, embracing sustainable throws, and participating in bead recycling programs, you can really contribute to a more sustainable and mindful Mardi Gras experience. So if you're joining me this year in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, are you celebrating Mardi Gras from afar? Let's celebrate the joyous spirit of Mardi Gras while still striving for a happier, healthier, and more clean, friendly celebration. Happy Mardi Gras, y'all.